0: Welcome to the next podcast in our series on COVID-19. I'm Nicola Rabson, Global Head of Employment and Incentives at Linklaters, and I'm joined again by Nick Marshall, a Managing Associate in our London Employment team. As we move into the eighth week of lockdown, for many employers, thoughts are turning to how businesses will transition out of where we are now, so that they can reopen and start the journey back to some kind of normality. This is a very fast moving topic, which has been the subject of many of our recent client conversations. As we await the guidance from the government, we wanted to spend 10 to 15 minutes just to look at some of the issues that our clients are facing and the questions that we've been trying to answer. Nick, different sectors and different businesses are inevitably facing different issues. Do you think there's going to be a one size fits all approach to how employees should return to work?
1: So you're absolutely right. And the challenges faced by different sectors are going to be very different. And I think the government recognises this. So over the next few days, we expect them to publish about seven sector by sector guides for employers with practical measures they can take when looking to restart their businesses. So there'll be general guidance for all employers, such as staggering start and finish times, having a one-way system in the workplace and reviewing physical layouts to allow staff to work further away from each other but there'll also be some very specific guidance. So for example, for those working outdoors, using a consistent pairing system, if people have to work together in close proximity and avoiding employees working face to face. So for example, by working side by side or facing away from each other instead. Now in premises where staff will come into face to face contact with customers, There might be the use of protective screens and also limiting the number of staff or customers who can be in an area of the store at a particular time. So some of this guidance is going to be pretty granular. Thank you.
0: So when lockdown is lifted, is it simply a matter of employers just needing to tell their employees to return to work?
1: employers will need to think carefully about how to get their employees back into the workplace. Some businesses are only going to be able to reopen if their employees return to the physical workplace. So particularly shops on the high street and other employers in the hospitality sector, such as bars, restaurants, and hotel chains. Now, in those cases, employers are going to have less flexibility as to how and when employees return to their normal jobs and duties. On the other hand, businesses which have continued operating remotely during lockdown are going to have that flexibility and more options as to how and when employees return. So if we look at the professional services sector for example, many employees have been working from home for several weeks already. There's going to be Less pressure on those employers to require everyone to return to work at once. And indeed, we expect the government's guidance to say that office workers should continue to work at home wherever possible. So this in itself may raise issues as many employees may understandably want to return or consider their office environment to be safer from a health and safety perspective, leaving COVID-19 Aside,
0: We are all facing individual challenges, whether in terms of our own mental or physical health, the health of those we live with, childcare or various other issues. Can employers treat their employees different to take account of their personal circumstances?
1: So it's a good question and regardless of what sector an employer operates in, there's going to be a lot of give and take on both sides over the next few months with employers needing to show flexibility and creativity wherever they can and employees also needing to compromise. We think that trust between employers and employees will be key to a successful transition and the culture of an organisation may really be tested during these coming months. We know, for example, from a survey last weekend, that 77% of the public would like to see the lockdown continue while just 15% are opposed to that. So there's a real risk that the government's lockdown messaging has actually been so effective that employees refuse to come back to work. Employers need to think carefully about the approach they take, so we don't think that there's a one-size-fits-all solution for this. So, for example, where possible, such as in an office, can there be a soft reopening? So where return to work isn't mandatory, but those who are able to do so and are comfortable doing so can come back, as long as it's in accordance with the government guidance, of course. So that might allow those who are not in a high risk group, who can travel to work without taking public transport and who aren't living with someone who's high risk or shielding to return to the physical workplace first. So whatever approach employers decide to take, open and clear communication with staff is going to be key and businesses need to think now about starting that process so employees have enough time to get used to the idea of returning and to make any arrangements necessary. So, for example, amending their travel plans or arranging childcare if their start and finish times are going to change. And Nick,
0: do you think an employee can refuse to come into work? And what should a company do if that actually happens?
1: In our last podcast, we spoke about whether employees could refuse to come into work during the lockdown and what options employers have if they find themselves facing that situation. Those considerations will apply equally to businesses coming out of lockdown as well. So essentially, firstly, is the employer providing a safe working environment for its employees? And two, are the employees being given a lawful and reasonable order by the employer. So, as I mentioned before, I think both sides are going to have to show some flexibility during this time. But if push comes to shove and an employee refuses to return to work when the employer's request for them to do so is lawful and reasonable, and the employer is following government guidance on safe working environments, employers can take disciplinary action for unauthorised absence from work. Now, as we discussed on the last podcast, employers need to be aware of the unfair dismissal and whistleblowing risks associated with disciplining an employee in those circumstances. So Nicola, Accenture have said that all employers are going to become health businesses. So what steps have we seen employers take to prepare the ground for employees to return to the workplace?
0: yes thanks nick so employers are looking to reopen and they want to bring their employees back to the workplace and in doing so they're looking at a range of options to ensure that they take all reasonable steps to protect their employees and to show that their employees matter and the health and safety of those employees is being prioritized so for example Some employers are considering asking employees to self-declare that they are not experiencing any symptoms. They don't live with anyone who is in a vulnerable category or shielding. They themselves aren't vulnerable or shielding. Um, And potentially also whether they live with someone who is at high risk of contracting the virus. So maybe someone who is a frontline NHS worker. Um, Clearly these questionnaires may be able to give employers information and help them assess who is a lower risk and let them get back into the workplace quicker. And then we're also speaking to employers who are considering monitoring employees' temperatures through on-site testing. That's something that's been in the news in various guises, including Disney, um, proposing to take the temperature of those that want to visit their game parks. Again, there's issues here around data handling and privacy that will need to be thought through, but you can see at first glance, this appears to be a helpful monitoring tool and then other employees that we've spoken to have also been considering whether to offer private testing to employees say so for instance a test to see whether they have had the virus or have the virus um, or the antibody test whether an employee has antibodies to the virus now obviously testing is a sensitive area in and of itself but leaving that aside, employers are going to have to be very careful that they are have confidence that they're using the right tests, that those tests are accurate, they have um, been approved by the right scientific bodies, um, and make sure as well that the scientific knowledge about antibodies is at a level that employers are reasonable to rely on it. Um, so there are lots of health issues that are going to arise and they're going to develop over the coming through few weeks and employers will have to take decisions as to what they think is the best pathway for their workplace
1: and their employee population. That's interesting and there's also been a lot in the news recently about contact tracing apps. How will this technology feed into the return to work plans that employers are putting in place?
0: As a reminder, contact tracing apps are apps installed on smartphones that automatically log when someone has come into contact with another person who has had the app on their smartphone. If someone tests positive for COVID-19, an alert can then be sent to all of the smartphones which have been logged as coming into contact with the infected person's smartphone. And although the government have started to roll out a trial of an NHS developed app on, I think, the Isle of Wight, it isn't clear how or when the contact tracing app will be rolled out more widely. Some employers have talked about the possibility of asking employees to download and use the app before being able to return to work, or to at least encourage employees to download and um, use the app before returning. And other employers have also considered encouraging employees to use different types of contact tracing apps, i.e. other ones that haven't been developed by the NHS. Now, this is potentially risky, particularly due to the data privacy and security aspects of encouraging employees to possibly submit to the sharing of such data, even even in an anonymised form. Um, And it also may result in less people using the NHS app, which could create other issues, such as that app not being... viable or operating as well as it could, which may create other issues for that employer
1: or that business. And finally Nicola, a lot of our clients have recognised trade unions. So how should employers be engaging with those trade unions on their return to work plans?
0: With the unions, my advice is very simple. It's to engage early. Trade unions are alive to the health and safety concerns of their members and could well advise them not to return to work if the trade union is not satisfied that appropriate measures have been put in place to keep employees safe. We've already seen trade unions raising concerns about the safety of transport workers in London, and by engaging early, employers and trade unions can hopefully work constructively together to try to get a position where employers are as well prepared as possible to welcome employees back to the workplace, and workers feel comfortable coming back to the workplace thanks again nick and thank you all for listening on our next podcast i will be joined by one of my partners vanessa harvard williams as we look in much more detail about some of the health and safety risks around returning to work and the specific measures that employers can put in place to help ensure they are operating safe workplaces we're also hosting a webinar on tuesday 12th may where we look at guidance expected this sunday and discuss a range of issues data employment health and safety, all relating to coming out of lockdown.
1: Take care.